the sun is shining and all of my favorite plant friends are popping up right now. Speaking of plants, what are you growing this year? Do you know? Do you know what kind of medicine will be in your garden? Or are you still trying to figure it out? Totally okay if you're still trying to figure it out. We're all growing and learning on this journey, right? But if you want some help, I do have a family medicine garden guides. It's basically 10 essential herbs that I feel like every mom needs to know and grow in their yard. I give you some growing tips and ways that you can use it as medicine, and it's totally free. So if you want that, I'm going to pop a link in the show notes here for you to grab it and give Get your hands digging in the dirt and growing incredible medicine for you and your family. Hello and welcome to The Herbalist Path, a podcast where you'll discover how to make your own herbal remedies at home so that you can take better care of yourself, better care of your family, and better care of our planet. I'm Mel. I'm a clinical herbalist, environmental educator, and mountain-living mama with this crazy passion for teaching more mamas and their little loves how to use plants as medicine in a safe, effective, and tasty way so that there can be an herbalist in every home again. It's an absolute honor to have you on the journey down the herbalist path with me so that together, we can make herbalism. Hashtag spread like wildflowers. As we've all been easing into the school year, I've definitely heard a few mamas reaching out, wondering what else they can do to support their kiddos. And I know that there are many kids out there that have a hard time staying focused and attentive in school. And as a homeschool mama, I definitely witness my little girl getting extra nervous over some assignments and tests. And it's truly beautiful to see how herbs and a few other techniques can help her through through these things. So in this episode, I wanted to share some of the best things that you can do to help your kiddos rock the school year. But before we turn to the herbs, we really need to address some of the other contributing factors to things like hyperactivity and this ADHD diagnosis that so many kids have today. In fact, crazy stat, Did you know that according to the CDC, a study based from 2016 to 19, over 6 million of our kids in the United States were diagnosed with ADHD? And before I get into that, I really want to say that I know ADHD is real. And if you or your kids have been diagnosed as such, I'm not discounting that. What I am saying is that it's often way overdiagnosed to benefit the pockets of a few higher ups in our world. And there are so many lifestyle factors that can contribute to this diagnosis. And of course, there are herbs that can support these behaviors here. I think one super crazy train factor here is that more often than not, it's parents and teachers who have a problem child in school or at home, and they recommend that they see somebody that can say that they might have ADHD. And I just want to, you know, tap into a list of some of the signs and symptoms that these teachers and parents are looking for. So for a child to qualify for the diagnosis of ADHD, they need to be showing these symptoms for at least six weeks to a degree that is 
dysfunctional for the child. So they're looking at things like forgetfulness, fidgeting, running or climbing on everything, losing things, lack of attention to detail with schoolwork and chores, not listening when spoken to, having a short attention span, low self-esteem, being sad all of the time. Now, I want to ask you how many of your kids have some of these signs and symptoms? Who's the one that says it's dysfunctional to the child? By whose standards is this dysfunctional? So I know that the teachers are using the Connors rating scale that assesses things. They have basically a checklist with things like they daydream, pouts and sulks, they're sassy, their feelings are easily hurt. Everything must be just so. And again, to whose standards here is what I want to ask. The crazy thing is, once those things are checked off and the kids head off to the docs for this diagnosis, 80% of these kids are showing no signs of ADHD in the doctor's office. And interestingly enough, they behave entirely normally when they're engaged in activities that interest them. Weird. You mean to tell me that kids will pay attention when they're interested in something? No, it couldn't be. Okay, okay. So off my ADHD overdiagnosis, skepticism, and soapbox. Again, I know that this is a real thing. I just think that the diagnosis is heavily abused, and I don't agree with all the drugs some of these kids are put on. Yes, some people really need it, and it helps a lot, but certainly not all of the people that are prescribed it. So what can we do? I think... And an overall umbrella, one thing that we can do is look to more holistic ways that you can manage some of the common symptoms that are often attributed to somebody having ADHD. So as an herbalist, we don't treat the disease. We help the whole person. We aim to empower the children or the person rather than control them. And as you continue on your journey of learning how to heal yourself and your family with plant medicine, it's really important to remember that you're not just trying to substitute a natural remedy for a synthetic one. You're looking to treat the whole person, this entire being. And that's going to involve lifestyle changes beyond just take this herb for that, which is what we're taught in our Western medical system. So if you look at herbs like that, oh, I have this problem. I will take this herb. I can't blame you, but I do want to help you shift your thought process in that realm. Herbs are bigger than that, and they're not Western medicine. So as we start diving into more of what we can do for these kids, let's look to some of the other contributing factors for these behaviors. There's things like poor nutrition, lots of stress, Maybe these kids are having problems at school. Maybe they're being bullied at school. Maybe they're not getting any attention in an overcrowded classroom. Maybe their teachers are downright mean or they just don't get along. This happens. Maybe they're having some other relationship difficulties. Maybe there's a family crisis or the parenting styles have an effect here. Maybe they're not sleeping well. They could have food allergies or food sensitivities. They could have been subject to prenatal drug and alcohol exposure or heavy metal toxicity. Maybe they're not in the right kind of school that caters to their individual learning style. That's a huge one. And maybe they just don't have enough time to be a kid. 
And of course, we should absolutely empower these children by looking at different dietary and lifestyle changes we can help them with. So there have been some things that have shown that can help kids dealing with hyperactivity and even with nervous anxiety. So according to the Feingold diet, kids who are able to avoid processed foods, artificial flavorings, sugars, dyes, and all the nasty preservatives and food additives have a much better chance at minimizing symptoms that we talked about in the list before. And another thing that has been shown to be very helpful is increasing things like essential fatty acids and magnesium, selenium, zinc, folic acid, iron, chromium, and vitamins A and C, as well as the complex vitamins. So uh, my mama's inside of apothecary mama get some of these through full script. So they get a, a discount there for being an apothecary mama. And they're getting like the best quality vitamins and supplements and fish oils and probiotics and prebiotics, things like that. So, you know, it's just like with food and those kinds of things. You can't just throw any junk that you get off that, you know, discount store shelf for your supplements. So keep that in mind. And it's also important to make sure that you're not doing over supplementation or excessive supplementation. One thing that is super duper helpful is starting their day with a breakfast that's high in protein and complex carbohydrates. So meals that are high in protein contain amino acids, which form the basis for neurotransmitters. And our neurotransmitters are these chemical messengers of the brain and the nervous system that promote calmness and alertness as they simultaneously prevent depression. So it's a great way to start the day, right? That's part of why they've always said you got to have a good breakfast. So you could consider things like eggs are really high in protein, a bean burrito, a good quality oatmeal with some nuts and maybe some raisins, um, a really great yogurt with probiotics in there. You know how to eat those things, right? I'm sure that you do. So Some other lifestyle factors that have been shown to improve symptoms are just being able to keep a stable routine in the house. So, you know, maybe try some more organizational structure, less stimulation from screens and TV, having set and specific mealtimes and bedtimes. Give them quick and simple chores or tasks. And when they're finished with them, give them a reward. Also getting them regular exercise. So along with running like crazy trains on the playground or wherever they run like kids should be able to run, martial arts, yoga, tai chi, things like that have been really, really helpful. And of course, it's always super helpful to work with a counselor for the child and for the whole family. So I know this podcast is the Herbalist Path and I'm all about teaching mamas how to use herbs and plants as medicine safely and effectively. But the reality is... We have to address the other lifestyle factors before we can just throw herbs on top of the fire. Does that make sense? I hope it does. But I also want to talk about herbs because you know how excited that gets me. So when I think of a child that's dealing with some of these common symptoms, I think of a few kinds of herbs. So nourishing herbs because we need to nourish the body, nerving herbs to support the nervous system. Blood purifying herbs can be really helpful to eliminate heavy metals and other toxins. And of course, our brain builders are also helpful. So let's break it down quickly. 
So some of my favorite nutritive herbs to consider are things like nettles, um, which are one of the more nutrient-dense plants out there. They're loaded with chlorophyll, iron, calcium, uh, magnesium, zinc, chromium, potassium, and they're really quite delicious. You can add them to all kinds of foods. You can make a pesto. You can make a soup. I love me some nettles. Another great nutritive herb that you could turn to is oat straw or avena sativa, and it is the same plant that the oatmeal breakfast cereal comes from, but it's also a very nutrient-dense plant to consider for your kiddos. And dandelion leaf, those pretty little yellow-flowered weeds, as they are called, are incredibly nutritious for our kiddos and can definitely be a fantastic addition to a cup of tea or in the spring, having them nice and fresh on a salad and what have you. So some of the blood purifying herbs I like to think about are things like red clover, another very common weed that's absolutely a fun and tasty little sweet treat snack to munch on in the backyard. We always have a good time picking the little pieces of the flower out. They're almost like honey. Um, Your seaweeds like kelp or bladderwrack can be extremely beneficial and mineral and vitamin rich also, and they do a fantastic job at drawing out toxins. And then again, our nettles can really play a great role in the blood purifying area. And then there's some fantastic brain boosters that I really, really love, such as um, Gotu Cola, which nourishes the brain cells and the nerve cells resulting in greater clarity, alertness, concentration, and memory. It's also a neuroprotector. It increases blood flow and oxygenation to the brain, reducing overall oxidative stress. And another one that I love in this situation, I love it for so many reasons. It's an herb I talk about a lot on this podcast, and it's an herb I can talk about for, you know, the rest of my life. So I'm going to. And it's Tulsi or holy basil. It does a wonderful job of increasing circulation to the brain and also improves mental clarity, focus, and alertness. It is very commonly used for people that are dealing with poor memory and ADHD, as well as people that are dealing with like trauma to the head. Um, It can be really helpful there. And Tulsi is delicious. It's really helpful for elevating and boosting the mood and really helpful for as we head into the darker seasons of the year, those that deal with seasonal affective disorders and also with moderate kinds of depression. So Tulsi is lovely and it has been shown to increase dopamine levels. Another herb I absolutely love that people forget about for the brain is rosemary. Our common culinary rosemary has been shown to bring circulation up to the brain and to improve the memory and the ability to concentrate overall mental clarity as well. And then another herb I really love, love, love to look to for the brain. I need some right now, is ashwagandha. And it is a wonderful adaptogenic herb that helps our kiddos to adapt to various life stressors, which they've been through a butt ton of over the past few years. It's also known to promote learning and the ability to recollect all of the fantastic things they have learned, so improving memory. 
And ashwagandha is just supportive in so, so many incredible ways. I absolutely love this plant. We are best, best friends. And it can be helpful when your kiddos are dealing with anxiety. So another category of herbs for kiddos dealing with anxiety are our nerving herbs that can be incredibly helpful. Of course, our lifestyle factors come into play here too. What are they eating? Are they avoiding things that they have some type of allergen or sensitivity to? Are they exercising enough? Do they have happy, healthy gut bugs? These things are all really important for those that are dealing with nervousness and anxiety. And it's something that my kiddo still deals with. So we hit the nerving herbs pretty hard in our house. Some of our favorites are lemon balm, Melissa Fishinalis. I absolutely love her so much. In all of the ways, I know you hear me talk about lemon balm on a lot of episodes, but she is very calming and soothing to the nerves. And she's known as nature's sunshine and to uplift the spirits, which is so helpful, especially as we head into the darker seasons of the year. And then back to the oatmeal plant or Avena sativa, milky oat tops can be super duper nourishing, toning and strengthening for the nervous system. But there's about a 10 day window for optimal harvesting to get your milky oats into a tincture. So they're basically the seed pod of the oat plant. And when you squeeze it, it oozes out this milky white awesomeness. And that is where the good medicine is. So if you can't get yourself some milky oat tops right now, which at the time of recording this, you can't, do find somebody that has had some and made some and can get you some because it is such good medicine. And then we really, really turn to chamomile a lot in my family. And I love it because it is very, very calming and soothing to the nerves. My daughter has developed a fantastic relationship with chamomile. And, um, you know, it's really cute because all of the teas that I make are always loose leaf. I love to look at the plants and I know that the more whole the herbs are, the better quality they are. But ever since she was like two, she would sneak into my cups of tea that had chamomile and just pick out the flowers and eat them, which was the cutest darn thing in the world. And to this day, now if she's going into like some anxious or nervous or anxiety kind of state of mind, I can just tell her I'm going to make some tea and it instantly calms her. Like I don't even have to make the tea. It's pretty darn neato. Anyways, that is just some of the ways that you can start thinking about bringing herbs into your family to support your kiddos throughout the school year. I obviously love plant medicine. And I really do believe that the more mamas that use herbs and plants as medicine in our world, the better chance we have at making this world a better place. And of course, the better chance you have at making your family healthy and saving your family money and saving them time and not having so many trips to the doctors or to the pharmacy. Maybe some stability when the world flips upside down. And really, it's all about this epic feeling of peace and empowerment and confidence in knowing that you can take your family's health into your own hands. So yeah, that's what I've got for today's episode. Also, I have a very short window where I'm opening the doors to Apothecary Mama and allowing a few people in on the ground floor as we continue to build this out. And what Apothecary Mama is, is basically 
a mentorship. It's an herbal mentorship just for moms so that you can have a safe space to come and ask all of your herbal questions and know that you're getting really solid information. And you get lots of my great recipes and discounts to some of the best herb suppliers and supplement suppliers as well. And a community of amazing moms. We're starting like a few people have been passing or sending herbs and remedies across the country. So that has been really neat to see begin to be developed. Anyways, yeah, there's a short window of time that that is going to happen. And then, you know, it'll be closed until the next time. So if you want in on that now, you are welcome to head to my website and find out more. And other than that, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please let me know. You can reach out to me in the DMs and Instagram or TikTok or shoot me an email, whatever you need. And I wish you and yours a most beautiful day. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of The Herbalist Path. Being on this journey with you is absolutely incredible. If you dig this episode, please leave me a review on your favorite podcast player and share it with your friends so that together we can make herbalism hashtag spread like wildflowers. On another note, I must mention that while I know you're getting some good info here, it's important to remember that this podcast is purely for entertainment and educational purposes and is not intended to be a substitute for medical treatment. While the information in this podcast is absolutely relevant, herbs work differently for each person and each condition. That's why I recommend you work with a qualified practitioner, whether that be another herb herbalist, a naturopath, or your doctor. So thank you again. I am truly honored that you're tuning into these episodes and on the path with me to make sure that there's an herbalist in every home again. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends so that we can make herbalism. Hashtag spread like wildflowers. I wanted to take a quick pause to show some love and gratitude to our sponsors of the Herbalist Path podcast who make this show possible for me and possible for you too. So here it goes. Medicinal mushrooms are all the rage these days, if you didn't know already. And with great reason, because they are powerful medicine that can improve your health and your life in so many different ways when they're well-made. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of stuff on the market that isn't going to be so effective. And that's why you need to find a brand that you can actually trust. For me, that brand is Whole Sun Wellness. And this is the creation of a brilliant woman and fellow mama, Jamie Bonfiglio. She's an international mushroom educator that has been working in the medicinal mushroom industry for years. And this is when she saw firsthand how many other companies take shortcuts when it comes to their products. And Jamie wasn't having it. She set out to build her company the right way. Whole Sun Wellness is here to raise the industry standards so those crap mushrooms on the market aren't getting into your body or your family's body. 
Whole Sun Wellness is the first company to test and report nutritional facts for all of their extracts. They go beyond industry standards every step of the way, from sourcing to extraction and final testing. And as the owners of the largest medicinal mushroom farm in the United States, Whole Sun Wellness is taking control of their supply chain for the highest quality and absolute full transparency. They're even the first company to include pure mycelium extract in every single product. So when you're thinking of getting medicinal mushrooms for you and your family, Whole Sun Wellness is exactly the ones you want. Also, be sure to check out their new Mycolites. These are the world's first dissolvable electrolyte tablets. They're featuring functional mushroom extracts that'll give you more energy, more stamina, and recovery as well. And who couldn't use all of that? The other thing is, they are these adorable little mushroom-shaped tablets, and they come in like a little Altoids box, but way cooler than Altoids because they're Mycolites. Anyways, head to wholesunwellness.com to grab yourself some Mycolites and all of the other functional medicinal mushrooms that you and your family need. And of course, you can grab that link right here in the show notes now. 